everyone welcome to the jrpg report this is going to be episode 58 my name is james fisher thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your schedule to give us a listen this week um it's been kind of a crazy week this week for me but uh i want to take some time out and, and talk to you guys as we try to do every single week um first and foremost uh we don't have a ton of news but we do have some cool stories to talk about uh as of this recording today is may the 1st and i just wanted to let you guys know if you didn't already know there is a really good golden week sale going on the psn store right now i believe that is until may 7th that the deals are active and there are some really good discounts on uh some um, big titles. I didn't have time to really go through all of them and see. The only thing I did do was I kind of, um, you can narrow it down to genre. And if you click on RPG, there was like 80 some titles on there. And of course, these are mostly uh, from Japanese developers anyway, being Golden Week. Um, <clears throat> so there are a plethora of really good titles discounted pretty heavily on the store. So I encourage you guys to check that out if you're looking to uh, maybe snatch up um, a game or two at a good discount. Um, we don't have any like big breaking news per se. So let's just kind of go through these stories and um, we'll kind of mix it up a little bit all around the JRPG world. Uh, as I mentioned, it's the 1st of May. So that always means that E3 is just around the corner. We talked a little bit about last week's uh, FF7 Symphony announcement that's going on a couple days prior to E3, which will run from June the 11th through the 13th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Speaking of JRPGs, we have the um, some of the lineups for uh, some of the publishers, and uh, Square Enix announced that uh, they will actually be... Um, doing a live presentation June the 10th at 6 p.m., so kind of preempting the big announcement. We've seen that more and more um, from developers that kind of want to get out there beforehand and then leave the actual E3 show for uh, media and fans to, to test out the, the games of what's going on. Uh, here's what we know so far. Microsoft is coming out on June 9th at 1 o'clock. Uh, Bethesda is coming out june 9th as well at 5 30 p.m uh there's a pc gaming show that's going to start june 10th at 10 a.m uh, ubisoft it will be at one o'clock that afternoon and then i'm mentioning square enix june the 10th at 6 p.m and uh what they say is uh they will showcase an exciting lineup of titles of course square enix is a, a big company and uh they don't just make uh, role-playing games. Uh, I'm sure there will be some some news about what Just Cause 4 and, and uh, new Tomb Raiders and all kinds of uh, different announcements. But one thing they'll probably be talking about is the success of Kingdom Hearts 3. And uh, it was announced uh, just a few days ago about a, a downloadable content called Remind. That's R-E colon Mind. Um, this was announced at the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra World of Tris concert at the Tokyo International Forum today. 
Um, so this content includes additional scenario remind as well as the limit cut episode and bosses, a secret episode and boss, an English voiceover option for the Japanese version, and more. And that's all we know right now. A release date and price were not announced at this time. Uh, free downloadable content, including a new Keyblade Inform, was also announced. We knew this was was coming, um, and it's probably not the last of it. There's been much speculation on uh, when Kingdom Hearts would dive into the biggest Disney acquisitions of the past couple of years, i.e. Star Wars or Marvel, and uh, we have yet to really see those yet, but... Um, Rest assured, they're coming. <laughs> Persona 2, or Persona Q2, new Cinema Labyrinth, uh, has a new trailer out called Returning Heroes, and their launch day DLC was announced. Oh, people just love their launch day DLC, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, there is a plethora of things coming out. Um, I'm not, oh my goodness, I'm not going through this whole list of things. Because there are quite a few, and it looks like they're in that uh, $1 to $3 range. So if you are excited about this game, you can check out that new trailer and all the additional content that you can purchase on the first day of release. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses did detail some stories, characters, uh, systems, and more. Um, You guys can dive into that a little bit more. If you would uh, like to, let's kind of uh, kind of just read through their press release and uh, apologize for reading, but there's a lot of information here, so that's what's uh, what's going to happen. The uh, story of the three territories, three houses, and you is um, one thing they've kind of dived into. Um, the three countries of Fodlon and the Garag Mok Monastery. There are three countries in Fodlan, where the story of Fartinum Three Houses is set. With the history spanning over a millennium, the Adristian Empire rules the southern half of the country. In the north, the cold lands of the Holy Kingdom of uh, Faragos is governed by a king and his knights. And in the Leicester Alliance is a cooperative body ruled by a collective of prominent nobles in the east. While violent war broke out among these three countries in the past. They now maintain a balance of power. At the center of these three countries is the monastery, the headquarters of the Church of Cirrus, which worships the goddess that protects Fodland. The monastery has an academy where you will forge the future of Fodland study and train every day. Of course, that is where you are based out of, and the fates await you as a member, as a mentor, rather. Uh, You'll be mentoring these uh, three different factions and uh it looks like you're trying to kind of make peace among everybody if i uh, kind of had to dive into that so they did give a little bit more about your protagonist he says originally working as a mercenary the protagonist becomes a professor at the officers academy where after their talent was recognized their mother they're said so they're speaking in general terms of saying uh, there because you can choose to be either the male or female protagonist that's always nice uh, their mother passed away, but she once lived with the protagonist's father, who led the Cirrus Knights. At the start of the game, you can choose between me and fem- male and female appearances. There are no differences in ability based on the appearance that you choose. Um, 
that's pretty cool. I was always enjoy that you get at least a choice, but then there's no like consequences per se whether you choose um, to be male or female. Uh, there is the girl, mysterious girl with the power to rewind time. You've kind of seen this in some of the trailers. This is the uh, girl that's on the throne. Um, it says she is Sothis, S-O-T-H-I-S, a mysterious girl who saved the protagonist on that fated night. Her name is Sothis. Since she usually does not show herself and communicates with the protagonist in their head, no one is aware of her existence other than the protagonist. Also, she has lost her memories of herself. Now, see, usually we call people crazy when they start hearing voices in their head. Um, but that's just, um, you know, a game mechanic in <laughs> in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch more details and a ton of images about this game. It's like I've said kind of before, I've never uh, really gotten a chance to dive into Fire Emblem before, but... Uh, being a proud Switch owner, I think I may give this one a try. It looks gorgeous. Um, the, uh, I mean, there's some big battles going on, but still has kind of that turn-based feel to it, which I like. And I think this might be kind of a, a way for me to dive into uh, tactics a little bit more. But, I mean, it does say that there's modes and difficulty. So you can do normal and hard, which affects the strength of the image, enemies. Um, modes include casual, which lets you revive fallen enemies and classic, which does not let you revive them. Um, I probably would go for the casual because I, I just, I've never gotten into the strategy ones. And I know that some people's, you know, bread and butter and that's what they love, but it's just something that really didn't interest me too much. Um, and I'd like to try it. I tried like Disgaea a couple years ago and just got, you know, just got destroyed. I just is a concept that I didn't quite grasp. So, it, you know, maybe this is a way for me to get back into it. Looking forward to that one when it finally does release for the Switch. Uh, we got some news about Super Neptunia RPG it will launch on PC via Steam on June 20th and PS4 and Switch June 25th in North America, June 28th in uh, Europe. Publisher Idea Factory National announced, of course, we had that story last week about it getting pushed back, um, and it now matches its uh, PC release date. A little odd, PC gets it uh, five days earlier, but you kind of figure, like, why can't they just all come out at the same time? But they're not. The PS4 and Switch versions include English and French language support, while PC gets English, French, Japanese, and traditional Chinese language support. That PC version will also have a 20% off launch week discount, a deluxe bundle with a permanent 20% off discount. This includes the game and deluxe pack, and a deluxe pack with a 20% off launch week discount. The deluxe pack has, including the character art collection, background art collection, rough art collection, two PC wallpapers, five mobile wallpapers, and the soundtrack. So that one's finally got a firm release date on it, and uh, you can check out images and more details about that. I always go over to uh, Gamatsu. 
gematt.com for all my information. That's G-E-M-A-T-S-U. Check out uh, all the details about uh, that one. They also had a story about... Uh, um, oh gosh, I've, I've lost it. Bear with me. <laughs> uh, Anunnaki characters, they got a new uh, trailer and screenshots. This game starts to look more and more impressive every time I see it. That's a new game from Square Enix. Um, they kind of detailed the cast and characters. Um, we got an overview of the story, so let's talk about that. Uh, uh, bear with me on some of these names. As in, uh, Anunnaki players will journey as Kangachi, a young watcher who embodies the tenets of reincarnation and whose sacred duty it is to usher lost souls into the next world. Upon meeting Lin, a mysterious young girl with no memory of her past, does she have amnesia? Somebody's got to have amnesia. It's a JRPG. Um, his fate becomes entwined with blood and death. During his journey, players will also meet Kushi, an exemplary watcher and trusted leader. Uh, Mayori, a watcher with a kind heart. And the malicious Night Devil, a swordsman with a forgotten time. From a forgotten time who was hunting Lin. Well, those two can't get along very well, I'm sure. This game looks very, very cool. I just, I love the art style of this game. It looks so cool, and it really shines through on the trailer. Anunnaki is due out for PS4, Switch, and PC this summer. So I think this is a perfect uh, Switch game for me. Uh, A bit of an odd story, and I don't have anything more to really tell you about this, but, uh, and this probably, this could be a Japan only title. Maybe we see it come out in the West as a downloadable, uh, di- you know, digital only, but, um, a company called experience has announced blue winged Chevalier, a new traditional fantasy slash dungeon RPG for the PlayStation Vita. Yeah, I know we all thought it was dead and I guess kind of it is dead, but, um, this is coming out both physically and digitally on July 25th in Japan for 6,800 yen. There is a trailer out for it. So um, it looks, it's a prequel cool art style. You know, the Vita is just perfectly made for JRPGs. There's not only do you have a ton of games specifically made for the Vita, but you've got. Uh, the PlayStation Store has all kinds of great games. In particular, PlayStation 1 games look really, really good on the Vita. Um, kind of when you, when <laughs> the more you stretch out a PS1 or PS2 game, the worse that it looks. So by the time you shrink it down to the uh, Vita's beautiful little screen, those games really pop and uh, and look pretty nice. So we'll see if this one makes its way over. There was literally uh, no information uh, in the trailer itself other than just a quick peek at it and uh, kind of announcing that it was was coming out. But um, that's it. We'll keep around to see if that one actually makes its way over here or not. Uh, last week we talked a little bit about uh, Dragon Star Varnir, the uh, upcoming Compile Heart game. Uh, this uh, There is now a... Uh, they're calling it, yeah, just a limited edition was announced and a little more details about the game as well. 
So this limited edition uh, will retail for seventy four ninety nine, and uh, pre orders will go live here in two weeks on May the fourteenth. Uh, for seventy five bucks, here is what you get: the physical copy of the game, the steel game case, a 56-page hardcover art book, the 12-track original soundtrack CD, the 9-card tarot card set, reversible cover sleeve, and the collector's box. So for basically $15 more, you get quite a good uh, good investment. This looks pretty cool. I like. Um, I certainly like it when companies decide to do this. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, reversible art covers i you know typically you're lucky if you have anything on the other side and in an era where we don't get instruction manuals anymore right kind of like the least you can do for me is give me an option on which uh which cover i want to use for displaying my game so that's a i really enjoy that and you know if you're going to pick this game up it seems like the limited edition is the way uh, the way to go for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this game. Um, we did get some more details about it. Um, they're going to talk about what's called the Huntry. That's where players can collect new quests and can undertake for various awards. The Huntry also lets players access special items such as the Books of Formation, which lets players use new formations that can provide various stat boots in battle. However, these stat boots may be accompanied by decreases in other stats. Remember, this game has those three vertical levels to combat, so um, I would dare say different formations are going to be pretty vital to your success uh, in this game. Uh, now, dungeons in Dragonstar Veneer include treasure chests and locked paths in addition to numerous enemies. Uh, party members can unlock special abilities that will let uh, players overcome the obstacles in their way. Um, elixirs are created by mixing items found in the dungeon, such as monster drops like claws bones, with a special class that determines the type and rarity. Um, there was some more character model descriptions and, and pictures by them. Um, definitely uh, something I am looking forward to. I'm not saying this is a day one purchase by any stretch of the imagination, but it's one that is on my radar. As uh, it's getting close to coming out, it will release exclusively for PS4 North America on June the 11th. European release coming out on June the 14th. Um, and this story was actually over on RPGamer.com. Uh, that's RP and then the word Gamer.com. You can check it out if you want to see a few more of those images and kind of what the uh, is included in that special edition. Now this announcement kind of, uh, I didn't see this one coming. Um, I believe this is, if you've seen some previous games on the switch, uh, where uh, mega force gets a hold of a popular franchise that the one that first comes to my mind, um, was uh, they did one for Legend of Zelda, Hyrule Warriors, I do believe. Uh, Omega Force, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I should have probably vetted this. They're the ones that did the Dynasty Warriors games, and it kind of looks like it. Um, but they're, okay, so get this. They're doing, Omega Force has gotten a hold of the Persona 
five <laughs> um, treatment. And this one's going to be called Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. And so it takes the scene um, when Joker is escaping and uh, gets captured by the police. In, um, but it kind of goes right back to that where uh, he is surrounded by all the police officers after making the daring escape. And he draws a knife and it actually shows him kind of going to town. <laughs> on all the, uh, well, you know, they, they, they show up as police officers, but they're, they're being controlled. They're not really, they're just shadows. So, um, yeah, just think what you've seen in these games before, except now you get to control Joker and literally just plow through hundreds of enemies. I gotta admit, I'm a little curious about this one. Um, I was ultimately disappointed with the dragon hero dragon, quest heroes games that kind of tried to do this but didn't quite succeed at it so um maybe something i want to see a little more of this was announced for the ps4 and the switch so we'll see you know you can check out that uh trailer if you want to and i mean it looks the part the 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 cutscenes look straight out of persona 5 and then um proceeds to have some pretty crazy action that it definitely has the personas in there that you can summon and wipe out tons of enemies at once. So we'll see. It could be kind of just a fun little game, you know, don't take yourself so seriously from, uh, <laughs> all this time. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I got two more stories for us and it also involves E3 just a little bit. Um, uh, f- first up Nintendo, says they have no plans to announce new hardware at E3 in a couple weeks. Um, Quote, Nintendo is always developing internally. President and CEO Shintaro Furukawa said during the company's financial results briefing today. Uh, He added that he has nothing to announce on potential new hardware, but that Nintendo is always developing hardware internally. So um, we did have some various recent rumors that Nintendo's plans to uh, make an upgraded Switch model. Um, Whether that's true or not, appears we're not going to hear about it uh, in a couple weeks. Um, This is what companies do, right? I mean, they're always working on the next piece of hardware. The Switch is a fantastic success, but it does have some limitations. Um, it could be improved, of course. And while that may be coming, I think Nintendo's would they would just be absolutely crazy to announce um, an all-new system. Now, could they do a Switch Pro, you know, a la... All, all, uh, PS4 did with their pro system. Absolutely. And I think that would be a very smart idea. Um, I mean, people are hauling around tablets now. Now I don't say the switch needs to be as big as a tablet, but they can certainly increase that screen and increase the, um, the look of it currently in handheld mode. This, the games can only go up to 720. Now you're not going to see a huge difference if you were to go to 1080, but maybe just having that capability and handheld would uh, be enough to sell people on it. Um, I'm not hugely surprised we're not going to hear something, but maybe you know it's kind of hopeful. Um, 
Of course, uh, I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but uh, PlayStation 5 has been at least uh, confirmed, and uh, we've got a bunch of technical details about it. It sounds super impressive. Um, there were some rumors that it was coming out soon. I anticipate we will um, learn a lot more about that here in a couple of weeks. It, uh, I dare say it's going to get unveiled to the world in a big, big fashion. The only um, We did have a report the other day that it will not come out before, will not come out during this fiscal year. So that runs to the end of March. And a new system is not going to come out in April. So I've been of the opinion, we're looking at late fall 2020. We'll have to see if that is actually uh, what that ends up being. But it's probably about time for it. Um, I just saw a story the other day that they're at 96 million PlayStation 4 sold. That's just a crazy number. I don't think anybody anticipated that at all. And um, so I think it's it's probably high time for for a new new system to come out at least here pretty soon. But you still you know don't don't go getting rid of that PS4 anytime soon. Sony always uh, supports their systems for a good long ways and with ps5 having backwards compatibility with ps4 we're going to see plenty more ps4 games in particular um i feel like with our jrpgs i think that we'll get a lot japan tends to really do that they'll still support that system um a year or two or more past the release of the next system so i dare say we'll begin ps4 games for many years to come uh, let's take just a quick break and thank our sponsor for this podcast. So on a personal note, I did get to uh, celebrate my birthday the other day, and the family was curious about what to get me, and I, I never want to ask for a whole lot, but I definitely um, you know, make my Amazon list and, and definitely hinted at some things I would like, and... Uh, Really, the only thing I could come up with was, well, I know I want Trails of Cold Steel 2 that comes out in a month, and I know I want Trails of Cold Steel 3 that comes out at the end of the year. So uh, the fam's all pitched together, and uh, I'm uh, happy to report that while I was handed two sheets of paper for my birthday, which sounds like a really crummy gift, the uh, symbol of those two sheets of paper was pretty awesome. Uh, I'm definitely uh, going to be receiving Trails of Cold Steel 2 when it comes out later this month, which is awesome. And uh, they all kind of pitched together and said, here, you giant nerd, son-in-law, husband, <laughs> brother, son, here, here is, uh, you can, we don't know what this is, but you asked for a $100 limited edition of uh, this game that I guess you play and uh it's got a stuffed animal in it and um well here you go because we love you here <laughs> you'll get that when uh I don't think they were thrilled that it, they didn't even know when I was going to get the gift it doesn't have a firm release date but uh that just kind of shows the love of uh, my family and they're awesome and uh, I cannot wait to get that special edition it's gonna be so cool Big props to uh, to an awesome family. 
So I, from time to time, and maybe I'll try to do this each week, but uh, the awesome people over at RP Gamer, they review, um, and I like to use uh, that website in particular because, you know, these are just guys and gals that uh, really enjoy playing role-playing games, and uh, if they're making money at it, it ain't a whole lot, you know, they'll probably get a base salary by advertising, but they are not any stretch in the industry, not getting kickbacks. So I really tend to, uh, value their opinion. So there's been a, a couple games come out and I, I can review games all day long, but I really don't want to do that. But I do want to read this one in, in particular because, um, they reviewed the recent release of Final Fantasy VII for uh, Switch and Xbox One, and they reviewed it as if the game, you know, came out today. What the value is, who it is. So, um, this was by Alex Fuller, who does a great job, and basically just says that uh, Return to the First 3D Final Fantasy makes for an interesting time. While certain areas of the game hold up, others have crumbled away. Its cast remains strong, and its best moments still stand out, but in other areas, uh, the game really shows its age. It's tough to recall a time when those character models would have been looked upon favorably. And absolutely true. At, at the time, that is about it, because uh, it's really... Final Fantasy VII is just... They they tried so hard to make this groundbreaking game, and they did, and it looks awful <laughs> 20 years later. Whereas, if you go back and look at, let's say, Super Nintendo games, they can still look good. And it's it's just very odd, very, indeed, very odd. Um, I'm not going to read you the entire article, uh, but it says, playing through Final Fantasy VII, it's easy to see why the game... Uh, why. It is easy to see why it was the game in the series selected to be remade. Uh, there are some fundamental issues with its overall story, and it certainly hasn't stood the test of time as well as many other titles have, but it still provides a strong base with its engaging cast. It's easy to see how, a steampunk, how its steampunk designs would look much better with today's technology. Final Fantasy VII is worth checking out and offers plenty of entertaining moments, but it's going to be appreciated by those looking at it with rose-tinted nostalgia far more than anyone picking up for the first time. I would have to imagine, if you play this game for the very first time today, if you're you know, 12 years old and everybody you've ever met says, this, is, this game was so awesome, you're probably going to not value their opinion very much anymore. While it certainly is awesome, I, you, I feel like if you went back and played, let's say, Chrono Trigger... And you went back and played Final Fantasy VII. There'd be no doubt what the better, the better game was, which game has held up better over time. So he gives it a three out of five. Uh, the battle system he loves. He gives it a four out of five. The interaction only a two. Originality a three. Uh, originality probably a little, should be a little bit higher. Story a three. Music and sound he gives it a four. I think you're probably probably about right visuals a two and that's probably being fair or uh, generous right uh it has a strong cast its material system is interesting and adds good depth um 
there is a speed up and no encounter feature that's very welcome on the negative side <laughs> it says uh, the plot isn't sure what it wants to be those character models indeed they are a little blocky and uh, he did not enjoy the annoying mini games um, as uh, as I did not as well <clears throat> I'm not saying not to pick this game up uh, just looking at the screenshots of it they certainly did a very good job with like the text boxes and all that. You can clearly read them. They're not uh they're not stuck in low definition. And uh I think like the uh backgrounds and FMV parts of it hold up well. I think it just it it's even more glaring now with those uh with those character models in it perhaps used to be. And that is uh, my reading of a Final Fantasy VII review for you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I just, I just kind of want to pass along somebody else's opinion on these games uh, rather than just always give you how I feel about it. Um, don't really have a whole lot more to talk about. I think we've had a, a pretty, decent, pretty decent show. A lot to look forward to with E3 just around the corner. Um, we'll remind everyone that... Uh, if you are looking for something fun to do, you can go check out my YouTube page, JRPG Report. Um, right now we are streaming through Trails of Cold Steel. Now I'm, uh, I'm up to Chapter 5, just got to the Graham. And uh, actually tonight we're going into the castle. So that's uh, that should be really interesting. And I've kind of breaking everything or broken everything down into a easy one to two hour segments. So... You don't have to feel like you're watching the entire game, as that's about all the time I get to play each night. Um, you can also do me a huge favor. A um, couple of different things. I am accepting uh, listener support. You can do that through the Anchor app. Um, that would be awesome. Support the cause if you'd like to. Um, also, we can... Uh, if you head onto your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review that can only help the cause by spreading the news to more people. That would be really cool as well. Don't forget our Facebook page. We get some cool stuff over there from time to time as well and have some awesome discussions free to join us that way as well. And don't forget if you download that anchor app, and uh, you can send me a, a voicemail. I'll include it in the podcast and try to answer your question. Or if you have any questions or comments, you can do that on the Facebook page as well. And we will discuss them in uh, future podcasts. So let's wrap up episode 58. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. And until next time, get back out there and level up. <laughs>